Welcome to the Walking in Purpose podcast, where we teach you how to discover your God-ordained purpose for your life and relationships. And I'm your host, Afoken Wozuzu, so let's get down to it. Okay, so last week we talked about willingness to walk with God and a willingness to change because God wants you to come with all your flaws, the good, the bad, and the ugly, so he can make you whole in him and give you purpose in your life and relationships. Again, if you haven't yet listened to the previous episodes, you really need to go get caught up because you need to catch the many blessings in those episodes, okay? And so to continue in this series, we go on to our next point in our PWAG formula, which is availability. We're also going to discuss agreements, but we're going to start off with availability because not only does God want to give you purpose in your willingness to work with him, he also wants to ensure you're available to work with him as well. And I'm sure you may be wondering or think to yourself, doesn't my willingness equal being available? Well, no, it doesn't because willingness in this context now shows your preparedness to work with God. Okay, it expresses your desire to work with God as well. But availability now, it does show your commitment to work with God because when you free up yourself to do the things God requires to work with Him, you are committing to your work with God. And of course, God will be committing to work with you and to add everything else onto you. So now that we have the distinctions or definitions out of the way, God wants you to understand that even though you are willing, you also have to be available to work with him, meaning you should be able to commit fully to your relationship with God and not have a relationship with someone else. And in this context, that someone else is sin. Yes, God is saying he wants you to work with him, but don't claim to work with him and be in a relationship with him when you have sin as your side chick. Oh yes, you heard me right. Don't say that you are in a relationship with God, yet you have sin as a side chick. Exodus 34 verse 14 says, For thou shalt worship no other God, for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. Yes, he's a jealous God, and that's why he wants you to be willing and available before you get into a relationship with him. Because where there is sin, God cannot dwell. He can't live there, meaning God cannot reach you. Isaiah 59 verse 1 to 2 says, Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. So he wants you to be intentional in your walk with him because when you walk with him and still have sin as your side chick, here's what happens. Commitment issues. Okay. First of all, before I continue on the commitment issues, I just want to say that sin isn't always sex or sexual immorality. Sin could be anything that takes you away from the presence of God. And so when you have sin as your side chick, it just shows that you have some serious commitment issues. Oh, you thought the issues you had with commitment in your own life just came from the bad role models or your upbringing or your childhood? No way. If you're experiencing commitment issues in your life, it is because you haven't corrected your commitment issues with God first. Remember in the last episode, we established that the relationship you have with someone else is a reflection of the relationship you have with God, right? 
So likewise, your commitment to your spouse, your boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance is a reflection of your commitment to God in your work with him. So it starts there. How committed to God are you if you want to work with him or if you're currently working with him? Because if you can't commit to God, then you truly cannot commit to someone else. Matthew 6 verse 24 says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, money, possessions, fame, status, or whatever is valued more than the Lord. So if you're experiencing commitment issues in your relationships, have difficulty committing to someone, check your heart as you walk with God. Because commitment issues lead to submission issues in your marriage. And submission issues leads to unfaithfulness, disloyalty, cheating, and all sorts. All because you haven't corrected these things with God first. Haven't you heard of people being in a marriage but yet feel but yet still feel single? That's a perfect example of willing to get married, but not available to the marriage. Instead, available to side chicks as well. So if you're experiencing commitment issues, unfaithfulness, trust issues, loyalty issues, cheating, where you keep cheating on your spouse and you may not know how to stop even if you don't like it, or if you're the side chick and you don't know how to stop being one, then God wants you to check your heart today and make it available to him. Because these issues will only end in your life when you correct them with God first. I know some people say men are just wired to cheat. It is normal. And some and, and some women, sadly, are even okay with the fact that their husbands cheat on them. Now, I'm not saying only men cheat. Women also cheat as well. But why do some women find it okay for their husbands to cheat on them? Because they say at least he still comes back home to them. He loves them and cares for them. And because no one is perfect. That's a lie. And it's very sad because even Christians, a lot of them have bought into this lie. No, men are not wired that way. The reason for that wiring is only because they are wired to sin instead of reconnecting those wires to God. And this wrong connection happens when you don't fully commit to walking with God. So this is why God doesn't want selective surrender and selective availability with you. God is telling you today that you cannot claim to have a relationship with him, but yet have sin as your side chick. No way. So as you willingly take the step to walk with God for your life's purposes and relationships, please don't forget to drop everything off at the feet of Jesus. Every sin, commitment issues, and baggage, not partially giving God what you feel he should take. No. He wants a full surrender and he wants you and your heart. Your heart is very important. So he wants you and your heart to be fully available to him because sin is a barrier that keeps you away from God. But God wants boundaries that bind you to him, not barriers that keep him far from you. Likewise, in your relationships, you need boundaries that will keep you and your spouse closely connected together at all times, not barriers in form of various sins that keep you apart. And in order to get rid of these barriers, we need to understand that God, who has called you into being in a relationship with him, is holy. 
So you must be holy in all you do, for it is written, be holy because I am holy. And that's from 1 Peter 1 verse 15. So we have to be holy because God is holy and holiness is important because it will keep the relationship meaningful, strong, and alive. It will keep you connected and committed to God. But here's the thing. The thing, as men, we have very sinful natures because of the fall of Adam in the beginning. You see, when we fell out of grace, we fell out of the state of being a spirit being, operating the supernatural with God. And to live and keep a holy life, we need to be restored back to operating in the spirit. Because God is spirit and those who worship him must what? Must worship him in spirit and in truth. That's from John 4, 24. Not worshiping him in the flesh and in the sin. No, and in sin, sorry, no. God doesn't live in the flesh. So we also have to walk in the spirit. John 3 verse 5 to 7 says, Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. So in order to willingly walk with God and be fully available to him, you have to be born again. Being born again so you can be restored back to operate in the spirit realm, in the supernatural where you control and run your life with God, not your life running you. Being born again means you are fully available to walk with God because availability sets the premise for forming an agreement to walk with someone in a relationship and likewise with God. So God wants to agree with you today to walk with him, not just willingly, but also with a heart that is available to walk with him so he can always ensure you are walking with him in the spirit. And so what's that agreement? We see it here in John 3, verse 16, which reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his own and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Yes, God wants to give you eternal life that is long-lasting. Life in your own life that is long-lasting. I meant to say long-lasting life in your own life. Relationships, marriage, business, and in your own home, your family. He wants to give you eternal life, not a life interrupted by sin. But you first have to believe in Jesus Christ. That's the agreement. You have to first believe in Jesus Christ. That is the agreement. You must believe because when you believe in Jesus Christ, it is a commitment to leave sin behind and be available to fully commit to God. And in fully committing to God, he wants to ensure that you don't go back to sin because he loves you and wants the best for you. And he has a system in place to ensure you don't go back. And the system is only established when you choose to believe in Jesus Christ. Because when you do, you are then marked with a seal. A seal that keeps you bound to God through Jesus to ensure there are no open cracks or spaces in your life for sin to seep or enter through. So what is a seal? A seal is a device or substance that is used to join two things together. 
to prevent them from coming apart or to prevent anything from passing between them. And so that seal is the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1 verse 13 to 14 says, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. So yes, when you believed in Jesus Christ, you were marked with a seal. And that seal is the Holy Spirit that joins you to God through Jesus Christ to ensure you don't fall back to the flesh. But here's the thing. Most Christians don't utilize the Holy Spirit enough. We just become born again and then strive to remain born again by our own strength. And soon after, end up back in the flesh. No, you have to be marked with the seal the Holy Spirit, to keep you bound to God through Jesus Christ. So if you've been born again many times, fall to sin, and then repent again, and on and on it goes, then it is because you became born again, or when you became born again, you probably did not believe to ensure you were marked with the seal of the Holy Spirit to help you on this journey to walk with God in this world full of sin. And so when you believe in Jesus Christ, that is when the relationship with God starts because you have bought into the idea behind why God wants to have a relationship with you. God wants you to trust him wholeheartedly because he's intentional about giving you eternal life, everlasting life, longevity in your life, marriage, business, home, and success in all that you do. You know, when you believe in Jesus Christ, you begin to trust and God begins to teach you how to be trust, to be truthful, trustworthy, transparent in your relationship with him, which will then reflect in your own relationship. So it does pay to walk with God. It pays to walk with him, to have a relationship with him and not walk in the flesh. And you get to enjoy the benefits of a binding relationship with God, a relationship that bears fruits. So when you are born again, you are walking with God in the spirit and therefore bear the fruits of the spirit. Galatians 5 verse 22 to 23 says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified in the flesh having crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. So when you live in the Spirit, you walk in the Spirit and therefore bear fruits of the Spirit. And such fruits should be seen in your life as a Christian and should also be seen in godly relationships. Because you have done away with the things of the flesh that is bound to the law of sin and death. Now that you have been promised eternal life through Jesus Christ, your life and relationships should be full of life and give life to those who haven't yet tapped into the promise of eternal life with God. And then you become a shining light to others so they can see it is possible to live a fruitful, colorful and amazing life in your walk with God and your spouse. For a life still operating in the flesh 
or a relationship still operating in the flesh, there is no more promise of eternal life because you are bound by the law of sin and death and therefore only bear the fruits of the flesh. Galatians 5 verse 9 to 21 says, The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Okay, so that's Galatians 5 verse 19 to 21 from the NIV version. But let's look at this same verse using the the message version to break things down further, okay? So the message version reads, it is obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all the time. Repetitive, loveless, cheap, sorry, repetitive, loveless, cheap sex, a stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage, frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness, trinket gods, magic show religion, paranoid loneliness, cutthroat competition, all-consuming yet never satisfied wants, a brutal temper, an impotence to love or be loved, divided homes and divided lives, small-minded and lopsided pursuits, the vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone into a rival, uncontrolled and uncontrollable addictions, ugly parodies of community. I could go on. This isn't the first time I have warned you, you know. If you use your freedom this way, you will not inherit God's kingdom. Okay, and so that's from Galatians. So if you're experiencing any of these things mentioned in this verse, then it is a very strong and clear indication that God is absent in your life and in your relationships. And you are suffering the things you are suffering right now because you are walking in the flesh that is bound to sin and death. Now, death doesn't always signify or mean a physical death. Just death or lifelessness in the things that you do. It looks like stagnation, nothing is working, nothing makes sense. But this is not what God wants for you and it hurts God to see you suffer the things of the flesh because you live in the flesh. God desires for you to live a godly life in Him and also in your relationships. And you may have desired to have a godly relationship as well. But the question is, are you godly? Are you walking with God? If you aren't sure, then you have a pretty good blueprint and checklist to help you determine that and answer your question or answer that question. If you haven't surrendered your will to God and fully committed to enter into an agreement with him, then God wants you to do so today because he's tired of seeing you suffer when you can enjoy eternal life and an amazing life while you walk with him. I know some people might say it is hard to leave the flesh and walk in the spirit. They might say, I really want to walk with God and have a godly relationship, but I just can't seem to get it right. It is too difficult. If this is you, you are right. Because the flesh and the spirit are always in constant war with each other. And you are struggling because you are trying to leave the realm of the flesh by doing it yourself. See, the truth is, it doesn't have to be hard. You just have to be willing to surrender the desires of the flesh over to God. Make your heart available to God and agree with God to give up sin so that he can give you his spirit 
to lead and guide you daily into living a holy and prosperous life. And when you agree to intentionally walk with God, you can begin to experience joy, peace, and all the amazing fruits of the Spirit. So you can breathe that fresh air of salvation that is so soothing and calming because you now know there is eternal life for you in all that you do. Acts 3 verse 19 says, Repent then and turn to God so that he will forgive your sins. So no matter what you've done or how much you've sinned or how far you've gone away from God, it doesn't matter because even as you surrender your will to God and you repent of your sins and turn to God, he will forgive you. He is always ready to forgive. Likewise, in your own relationships, if you have had commitment issues or any other issues and you've not been living a holy life in your relationships, then get right with God first. Repent and God will forgive you. He is a loving God. And then you will see the Holy Spirit work on both you and your spouse's hearts to repent and forgive always in your relationships should any one of you ever fall to sin. If you allow your hearts to be available to the Holy Spirit and strive to be holy, then the Holy Spirit will always be available to help. And now though we must be willing, available, and agree with God to work with Him, God understands that you are not perfect but he doesn't expect you to fall into sin intentionally. Yes, he will always forgive, forgive us if we do fall and repent of our sins, but his grace should not be taken for granted. Likewise, in your relationships, always have a heart of forgiveness because it will take you far in your walk with your spouse, just like it does in your walk with God. But just because your spouse is forgiven, Likewise, it should not be taken for granted as well. So agreement is the last point in our PWAC formula, the blueprint for your life and your relationships, because it is what wraps up, ties up, binds the agreement between you and God for the walk with him. Remember in Amos 3 verse 3, it says, can two walk together unless they agree? So even as you agree to walk with God in your own relationship, you will begin to see the Holy Spirit work on you to purge your heart of any sin and any bad habit that may be separating you from God and to keep you bound to God to ensure your heart always stays clean by always purging your heart. Likewise, in your own relationships, you have you agreed to walk with your spouse, your boyfriend, girlfriend, fiancé? And what are the terms of the agreement? If you don't have an agreement in place, then nothing is binding you to that relationship. It will have no boundaries, so anything can come and anything can go. Boundaries are very important in a relationship. You have seen why it is very important in your work with God because it keeps sin out and leaves you operating in the spirit with God for you to live a victorious life. With boundaries in place in your own relationship, you know you have a spouse that is fully committed as well. So if you are single, you need to understand that for you to date someone, not only must the relationship have a purpose, but both of you must also be willing to enter into that relationship. And both of you must also be available to commit yourself and your hearts to one another. In making your heart available to someone else, you need to first understand if God is releasing your heart 
or making your heart available to date at that time. Because if God doesn't ask you to release your heart to someone else, you know for sure he doesn't want you in a relationship with that person. And if he releases you, he also wants you to understand that the importance of boundaries. He wants you to understand the importance of boundaries because where there are no boundaries, barriers exist. And when there are barriers, there is obviously no connection. And even as you use the PWAG formula as a blueprint for working with God and as your checklist before getting into a relationship, God also wants you to understand that repentance and forgiveness are very necessary in a dating relationship as well, because we are not perfect and sometimes we might fall. This is the reason why God has given us the Holy Spirit as a seal to bind us to God through Jesus Christ. And when you agree in that relationship, the terms of the agreement will ensure you repent of anything that is outside of that agreement and the Holy Spirit will help you to forgive. Reason why boundaries are important. They quickly tell you if you are in a breach of that agreement through sin or sinful acts, or if you are within the boundary when you are actively working with God in the spirit. And if you are dating or married, are you available to your spouse? Or do you have sin as a side chick that is push pushing you away from God, from God and from your spouse? Because you can't claim to walk with God and live in sin since no one can serve two masters. You also can't say you walk with God and walk in the spirit, yet bear bad fruits of the flesh. It is impossible. Have you ever seen an apple tree bear strawberries? No, it just doesn't work that way. So God wants to teach you the importance of repentance and forgiveness, even as you repent of your sins. And he forgives you. He wants to restore your marriage through repentance and forgiveness if your marriage is on the brink of divorce. He wants to restore your marriage and give it eternal life in him so that he can give you your spouse and your marriage purpose. But you first have to be willing, be available and make your heart available as well. And lastly, he wants to agree with you and teach you the importance of creating boundaries in your relationship and even in your own relationship with him, even as you walk with him. So if you are still walking in the flesh, God is speaking to you today through his word in Isaiah 1 verse 18 to 19. It says, come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. So God wants to reason with you. He wants to give you a life of appointments, not disappointments. A life of joy, not sorrow. A life of peace, not chaos. A life of prosperity, not stagnation. And most importantly, he wants to give you long life eternal life that starts here on earth with your own life and your relationships, life-given relationships. So if you are living in the flesh, I believe the Holy Spirit will help you in finding your way back to God through Jesus Christ. It starts by believing in Jesus Christ, that he is the son of God who died on the cross for your sins and my sins before any one of us were conceived and brought into this earth. He loves you so much that he died for you 
and getting into a relationship with him will only bring you so much gain and tremendous blessings to your life. Jesus is the way back to the Father and to the life you ever wanted, a life of peace and prosperity. John 14 verse 6 says, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So if you've been looking for a way out of that bad situation, a way out of a life that has been full of disappointments, hurt, heartache, then Jesus is that way. And he will love to agree with you so you can experience eternal life in all areas of your life. And if you want to take that step to agree with God today, then surrender it all to God by saying and praying with me today. Father, I come before you today a sinner that has lived in the flesh with no gain but only pain. Lord, I surrender my will and I make my heart available to you today. Forgive me of my sins. I believe that Jesus Christ is your son and that he died for me many years ago to redeem me with his precious blood, to wash me as white as snow. And dear Lord, I agree to walk with you today and accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Amen. So God bless you, and I'm sure this message has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. So please like, subscribe, share, leave a comment to let me know how you've been blessed by this message. Or if you'd like to email us, you can do so by writing to us at info at walkinginpurpose.ca. That email address again is info at walkinginpurpose.ca. Also, don't forget to follow our page on Instagram at Walking in Purpose Podcast and also share with as many as the Holy Spirit leads you to share with. God bless you and I'll see you next week.